0: Hello, everybody. I'm Paul Thaler. I'm Brian Libby. And this is Everyday Engineering. Today, we're going to be talking about project completion. So, Brian, project completion. I think you know where this is going.
1: 100%.
0: So, if you guys have been paying attention to some of the other episodes that we've been recording, we've been sort of alluding to and discussing at some points the so-called project truck that we've been working on, which is lovingly known as the Red Truck. Yes. Or the Ghetto Cruiser. Or El Diablo, now, what, what was it?
1: El Diablo Rojo.
0: El Diablo Rojo, or Big Red. Yeah. At any rate, this has been a project that was originally, how many years in the making? We
1: started this project, um, the ideas came up for it, in around, like, October, September, 2015.
0: Excellent, and it took until today is the fifteenth of April. It, it took until March fourteenth ish. March ninth, we pulled the motor out. Okay, so uh, on March ninth was when we actually, for real, started this project
1: of 2018.
0: Yeah, of 2018. That's it. It only took a little over a month to do this, which yeah. was a fantastic turnaround. Yeah, but. The thing, the thing is, wh- when you complete a project, you get sort of, like, these mixed emotions, and you get these mixed emotions throughout the project, too. Yeah. Like, I know we've talked about undertaking a project in the past, but this is just going to be the nitty-gritty, what you're feeling nearing the end, mm-hmm. and then how you feel when it's done. So.
1: Where do, where do we want to start off with this? Do we want to start off at with the day it started, and, or the, just it being completed, or, like, the I, process in I, between? I feel
0: like we should work up to Okay. that. All right. So, with, with completing a project, the, the first thing that, like, you feel, even, like, th- and this is just throughout the project, you do a lot of light work. You put in time, effort, research, everything, before, during, and throughout.
1: And mind you guys that this was not done by me. This was all...
0: Yeah, no, I... Uh, that's all, the,
1: all, all Paul's research. Yeah.
0: I I was, like, I had a goal in mind. I was, like, all right, how can I do this? So I had to go through everything and make sure it was right. And the the funny thing was... My original research, I was like, okay, we're set to do this. I had ordered everything that I thought we would need to start it. Yeah. And then we pulled the engine and found out that it bent a valve.
1: Yeah, and that and was that a big setback. And that completely
0: put a sideswipe on my original plan. So, like, And the budget. Oh, yeah. No, the budget... The I mean, the budget <clears> still <throat> stayed pretty close to where we had expected it to be, which was yeah. nice.
1: Yeah, but it still took a good hit.
0: Yeah, but... The The thing that was nice was now it has parts on it. It's going to be reliable. Like, there's not going to be any issues arising from it. Like, everything is taken care of. Yeah. Like, originally we were going to reuse the cylinder heads. It has new cylinder heads on it now because for the price to get the he- heads that were on it rebuilt...
1: Was just way... It was.
0: It would have been exactly the same price as buying the new cylinder heads.
1: Yeah, and these ones are slightly better.
0: The, to a point. The yeah. thing that's nice is they're thicker casting. The factory heads were known for cracking. Yeah. So, we kind of got rid of that problem. And also, they won't warp as much, so, like, the chances of it blowing an intake gasket go down. Yeah. But, you know, right from the get-go, like, uh, uh, it's, it, that doesn't happen often, but... It's just when it does happen, you don't see it coming. Yeah, exactly. And it, it when it does happen, you have to completely replan what you were going to do. Like, mm-hmm. originally, this was just going to be short block rebuild, and everything went back on. That's not what ended up happening. Yeah. This... And for for those of you wondering, the the short block is just the rotating assembly. So pistons, rods, crankshaft, everything inside the block, but everything that gets bolted to the block was to be reused originally.
1: Yeah, I mean, granted, we did use everything besides the heads. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And the uh the new injectors,
0: the the injection spider, yeah,
1: yeah, that was the, those were the only things that had to be altered. Yeah, and it was more just Just because of what we for, had to uh, put in like either way, it was, we were it was have to more do for preventative measure. Yeah.
0: than anything. It would have worked. Yeah. But it was we're here, it's a pain in the neck to get to. And if
1: we wanted to replace it in the long run, it would have had to suck to do it again. Yeah,
0: exactly. Exactly. And and the thing with that is and that's kind of like going to roll into the next thing I want to talk about is when you're doing a project, like sometimes it sort of spirals and you just feel like you you get to points where you're getting nowhere. And that had happened a couple of times. Like when we first pulled the engine, we were like, "Oh yeah, we're gonna we're gonna do this. It's gonna be like one week, and we're gonna have this done."
1: Yeah, Paul was on spring break. We planned to have this done at the end of that week. Yeah, because he just went on spring break that Friday. We pulled the engine. Yeah, engine went to the machine shop on like the Tuesday. We were supposed to get it back Thursday. Slapped the engine together Thursday night, and then it should have been back in the truck Friday night and yeah, Saturday. That, that didn't happen. Yeah,
0: <laughs> the engine block had come back from the machine shop almost a, a week, week and, and a, a half.
1: half later than we were supposed to get yeah. it back.
0: And then at that point, I was no longer on break, so I did not have the time to spend two or three days putting together the rotating assembly. Yeah. So at that point, it was I would come home on a Friday night, do a little bit, do a little bit on Saturday, and then relax on Sunday because you know I had to go back to school and do school stuff.
1: Yeah. And I mean, um, on one like Saturday that Paul wasn't here, I I ran over there, I threw like the heads on after the um rotating assembly was in.
0: And that was nice, like you know, when you have a project like that, a lot of times you get even less done because you don't have the time to do it, but at least Brian was able to go over and do some of the things that I w wouldn't have even been home for, you know? Yeah,
1: I ran I ran there after work and just threw them on really quick. Like it took I think it took me an hour and a half. And that's just dilly dallying a little bit too. Just to get yeah. all the specs in and whatever I needed else. Yeah. So it it wasn't bad. And once the once the heads were on, it really the project took well, off that, really that's quick it, from there. From,
0: once the rotating assembly and the heads were on you, st- you started to feel like, like that sense of nothing's happening started to go away because now you're actually putting stuff back on. You're hanging everything on the engine. Yeah. Everything's starting to come together, and it looks like you're actually working on something again rather than just staring at a block.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, two weeks ago, because we put I put the heads on on April 1st. It's April 15th. Was it the April, heads were just put on.
0: Was it April 1st or was April it the first 31st? It was the 31st, mine. Yeah, I, I, Easter was on My the 1st, right? Yes. Yeah, okay, that's what I thought. Yeah, but... And I mean, that, that,
1: that.
0: The, it goes hand in hand, like, the the sense of getting nowhere and the setbacks, too. Like, I mean, aside from the machine shop, I mean, what, what else happened?
1: You know? Um.
0: We I had, mean. We yeah. had issues with, like, finding parts laying around because we weren't the well, neatest yeah, taking we, everything off.
1: Now, if we ever do something like this again, like, or just like anybody else trying to do something like this.
0: Bag everything, and bag pull everything, everything,
1: label everything, because it's gonna—you're gonna love yourself in the long run if you do.
0: Yeah, or you could do like what I did on the vet and pull everything off, and then like after everything's completely apart, you just go, oh yeah, no, that goes with that, that goes with that. That's actually—I didn't label where everything went on the vet until like two or three days after I had taken it apart.
1: Yeah, but at that point you still remembered. Yeah, we did it like a week later.
0: And the other thing was like Brian would start doing it. And then he'd be like, hey, Paul, do this. So, like, I'd take the rest off and put it in a different spot, and, like, things were just scattered throughout the garage.
1: Yeah. Like, I, I had mean, everything on a bench. That, Paul had everything on a floor. It yeah, was just so, it like, It just, it adds so much time
0: to the process, too. Like, when, when you're working on a project, be neat. Be neat about it. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, and, and that goes with anything. You know, not just a car, a truck, an engine, anything. Like, I mean, building a reactor, rebuilding a reactor, working on a reactor. Keep your parts labeled. It just saves so much time. I mean, out of, let's just say it took us a hundred working hours to do that. Mm-hmm. I think that's a gross overestimate.
1: Yeah, I'll, I'll it be, is. I'll go
0: more back to fifty. How about fifty? Does that seem
1: about right? Fifty sounds about right. Okay. And those are mostly in the long nights that we were there. Yeah.
0: Out of those fifty hours, how much would you time would you say we spent looking for parts?
1: Oh, we spent a good like four hours, five hours looking just for parts, what we had. Getting things organized, trying to at least get them organized, not even completely.
0: ten percent of our time was spent just finding the stuff that we needed. Yeah,
1: everything would have went a lot smoother if we didn't have to do that. I mean, even even now, we're still missing a couple things, but they're unimportant things. Yeah, they're little things, like mounts and stuff to like guide like wires and stuff. Like that's just yeah. I mean, and for the
0: most part, those guides were just there to hold the wires out of the way from the factory. It's not.
1: It's really not even a big deal. It's not like they made a big difference.
0: Yeah. Exactly. But in the long run though,
1: I don't regret a thing.
0: No, I I don't regret it either. Like there, don't get me wrong though. There were a couple like a couple of those late nights where we were just cleaning parts. Yeah. I was just sitting there like this sucks, we're never going to finish. Like yeah, I, I mean, had no like there were a couple of times where I just got demotivated, but once you start to see it come back and come to life. Yeah. Especially like when it fired off. Well, the second time we fired it off, not when the distributor was 180 degrees out, and I was freaking out that it wasn't starting.
1: Yeah, that was a little uh, <laughs>
0: it a little it, scary. We, we were cranking it and cranking it and cranking, it and it wasn't even it wasn't even acting like it was trying to start. And yeah, I'm just no, like, was this just... is not good. And then we were just like, wait, let's check the timing. Well, and you I... said initially, you said the timing
1: might be out, and I said, why don't we check the timing? And then you said, no, it can't be that, it can't be that, because I checked it.
0: Well. Okay, here's what happened. And I'm just going to say this before anything else. Check and verify before you do anything. I followed a tutorial on how to install the distributor. And that tutorial may or may not have accidentally said it should be on top dead center compression instead of top dead center exhaust because of the way you have to clock the distributor when you put it in. Because, okay the vortec engines have a sensor in the distributor that corresponds with a sensor that's connected to the crankshaft to make sure they're in time with each other they were completely out yeah they were yeah it was bad they were like 20 degrees off
1: but after that though and it yeah. like first it, it fired off immediately yeah
0: but like just just to explain what happened on the distributor there's a mark and on the gear there's a mark that you have to line up and drop it in but when you drop it in that way it puts the gear I, I'm pretty sure it puts the distributor actually at compression on number 6, meaning that number 1 should have been on exhaust. Yeah, and... So, we've... I mean, I dropped the distributor imperfectly; It was just 180 degrees out. Yeah. And, I mean, once it started, though, like that wave, like, I was nervous. I've never rebuilt an engine before. Oh, God, I was... I was absolutely terrified. It was terrified, scary... Especially with the fact that we didn't have an oil pressure gauge to see if we had oil pressure or not. Yeah, we like, cranked the hell out of this that engine was...
1: before we even fired it, because we were so scared that I it was going I was gonna...
0: so terrified. Like, I'm just like, oh, my God, we're gonna start this, and it's gonna run, and then all of a sudden, it's gonna start, like, clattering and, like, knocking because there's no oil. Yeah. And I'm just gonna be like, no! Because, yeah. like, rule number one, you don't start a freshly rebuilt engine without an oil pressure gauge. You don't. And I was at the point where I was just like, "No, I want to hear this run." Let's it was like
1: one thirty. We were working since like five o'clock putting this in. Yeah. And I we just were like, "We we can't leave without this." No, we can't. So we unplugged before we found out the distributor was out of time. We unplugged the um, ignition coil and just cranked it and cranked it and cranked it and cranked it to get the oil. Up. You know. Yeah. Like oil I, moved around.
0: I had, I had uh, just just popped the uh oil fill cap off the valve cover and waited until I started to see oil moving in there because the valve, like the lifters, are the last thing to pump up. Yeah. And once I started seeing oil squirt in there, I'm like, all right, it'll be fine. Yeah. We have oil movement. It needs like 10 pounds of oil pressure for it not to knock, so we'd be fine. And then then, um, then the next day, I I obviously picked up an oil gauge. Because I I had replaced the sensor out of everything on that engine. The only thing that I did preventatively was the oil pressure sender because I said to myself, this is a real pain in the neck to get to. And you had to do it anyway. Yeah, and I still had to do it anyway because I got the wrong sensor. There's two different types. There's a one-wire and a three-wire. And as a matter of fact, that took probably
1: an hour out of our time that night, too. Oh, yeah,
0: I spent an hour just trying to find the old oil pressure sensor to send back the, to thread back in because at least it worked. Yeah. But, I mean, once that thing
1: fired off...
0: Yeah, everything went away.
1: I was scared, though. For, like, the first, like, ten minutes it was running, I was scared. No,
0: once, once I heard it... Like, running, I was like, nope, we're good.
1: Yeah, I was still scared just in case, like, something wasn't tightened completely, like, in the rotating assembly. I was like, oh, God it, what if that happens? Yeah, but but here's the thing.
0: And I said it to myself when I did it. If something was severely wrong, it would have happened within, like, the first minute of it running. Yeah. If something was somewhat off, it it would have happened happened by now. Oh, yeah, that too. We had to do um We, a did, a, we relearn, did a we did a crank sensor relearn and when you do that you have to bring it till the, the automatic fuel cutoff which is five thousand RPMs free rev. Ends. And uh meanwhile this truck hadn't moved yet, so like there was no seating done on the rings at all. And I'm just like, oh, I'll floor it, let's see what happens. Run! and I'm just like, All right, not doing that again. <laughs>
1: yeah, it was it, it that was, that was
0: scary. I like yeah. cringed
1: really really. I cringed hard too, up. but I
0: was like, We had to do it. <laughs> we but had I mean, to do it
1: to the it. The first second that truck moved out of the spot, it was sitting for a, literally a month. That was. Yeah,
0: that was the best. And yeah. you got to move it first, you jerk. Yeah, but you also got to drive it first. This is true. Jerk. <laughs> but basically, in the end, it sort of it becomes real. Like everything that you put in, all the doubts, everything washes away, and you're just like, it's real. It's done. It's worth it. It was worth it. And yeah. like you had said. I wouldn't have changed the thing. I would do it again in a heartbeat, except you know, be more organized.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, and I mean now we're it's sitting outside the house now, and we're using. Yeah, we just took it. We took it for a
0: drive. Yeah, we're we're doing the
1: hundred mile break, and
0: we've put sixty eight miles on it. No, it was
1: actually like seventy something. Was it seventy three? I think it was when we pulled into your house.
0: I'm saying sixty eight only because the speedometer reads off a little bit.
1: Okay, so that's fair enough.
0: Yeah, we gotta actually measure how off it is and figure out what percent percentage that ends up being and and uh yeah. But I mean
1: I'd say make sure you're organized.
0: Oh yeah. Organized.
1: And plan everything out. Plan ahead everything of time. out ahead
0: of time. Like I mean I did and I changed a couple of things while we were doing it. Yeah. But for the most part
1: Try to keep yourself organized, plan ahead. Yeah. You know. Normal things you should do, but exactly. you don't think about it when you get into the heat of the moment, because you're like, oh, it's starting to come yeah. together, and you just want to tear everything apart and see how it's going.
0: Doesn't mean the worst, the worst thing you can do is run into a project without a plan, because uh, if you do that, everything just spirals out of control.
1: Yeah, and we plan on reusing a lot of things that we didn't end up actually reusing, because just, it would have been stupid to reuse the stuff that we were thinking about reusing. Yeah, like
0: the oil pump, the oil pump was 30 bucks. There's no sense in reusing an oil pump that has 200,000 miles on it.
1: Same thing with the distributor. I He wanted to reuse one out of another truck that we have, I, but I thing, just could The just thing is, the distributor
0: would have been fine.
1: I just couldn't and see it.
0: the base on the distributor would have been small enough that we actually would have been able to set the timing without having to grind the ear down.
1: Yeah, but that wasn't a big deal.
0: Well, now if something happens to that distributor under warranty, we have to bring it back. We have to explain why it's ground down. That won't happen. You say that it won't happen. (laughs) (laughs) Nah, but in all seriousness, though, I wouldn't change a single thing. No. Well, organization. No. That part. No. No. The whole. I probably, if I had known that we were using the heads, the the new heads, because they have a slightly larger chamber, I would have put a different head gasket on it. Because I would have brought the compression back up to where I wanted it to be. Because right now the compression's a little bit lower than, than what I had originally planned for. But, I originally planned for 9.8-ish to one instead of 9.4, but that's what it would have been with the old heads, which were 64ccs. With the 67ccs, it dropped it down to like 9.4, if I remember correctly. Yeah. And I sacrificed a little bit of quench, which is the head gasket between the cylinder head and the piston, Your quench is that area between the top of the piston and the bottom of the head, and ideally you want your quench to be like .05 inches, and I rolled it off a little bit more than I had expected it to, and if I had known that we were using the bigger chamber, I would have put the quench where it should have been, and it would have been the same as when I was planning to use a bigger gasket, a thicker gasket with the smaller chamber
1: and we use a pretty thick gasket we we use yeah. a reusable gasket actually
0: yeah multi it's uh, multi-layer steel so it's a bunch of steel laminates with rubber
1: yeah yeah it's a nice gasket it is a nice but... gasket
0: it is what it is it runs it runs good it runs really good actually yes it
1: runs very good i mean you can insert a clip of it right
0: yeah i'll, I'll post a i'll post a clip of it okay. I'll, po- I'll, I'll post a clip of it starting and i'll post a clip of it uh running. running. If, if you haven't heard it already by now, I'll probably do it when we talk about hearing it start for the first time. Okay, now that we realize the timing was at 180 degrees, cough, cough, my fault. Ready? Go for it. You're going to probably have to give it a T2 of gas. driving's definitely a little off still. Yeah. <laughs> Just uh, crank it and start it. Got it again. A light with this truck. Got the uh, what's left of the muffler cut off. Adjusted the base timing so that we're at zero degrees so the cam position sensor doesn't freak out. Got the oil pressure gauge hooked up. Idling it. About fifty pounds of oil pressure, which is fantastic. Race truck.
1: Well, nobody, nobody's heard it with the new mufflers on it. That's true. But
0: all right. Well, I think we've talked about all we can talk about with completing a project. I don't know about you, Bray.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty. Uh, I'm pretty on that. You're same satisfied. Table with you. Yeah.
0: All right. I think that's it for today. Everybody have a wonderful day. I'm Paul Thaler. I'm Brian Libby, and this has been Everyday Engineering.